What's good, y'all? The indefinable Sterling Golden is in the building. This is the Chop Session. Happy Halloween to our listeners worldwide. We thank you once again for locking in with the Chop Session here on Boston Free Radio on your Thursday, in this case, All Hallows' Eve, a brand new conversation for a brand new series. The Chop Session, 60 minutes of thought-provoking, intimate conversation with creators from around the corner and around the world. Thursdays at 4 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time right here on Boston Free Radio with Encore Uploads Mondays at noon in case you sleep on an episode. So check your favorite podcasting streaming service for listings. For your Halloween and most appropriate guest here on the Chop Session, (laughs) this is Johnny Vale, well-known for the band Mannequin here in the Boston area of the USA and several dope party situations of the alt-variety Johnny Vale, happy Halloween and welcome. Uh, happy Halloween to you too, Golden. You're rocking your Halloween best today for us. I absolutely am. Well, it's my Halloween Sunday best for now. It was too early to get the face, but the full regalia comes to the night. So Excellent, excellent. Well, I'll tell you this, you guys. You came to the right spot today for some Halloween-tinged conversation here on the Chop Session. And we'll get right into this right here, right now. So, really, Johnny Vale... You say you are no one, but you have detailed parts of yourself in this conversation today for those who may not know the full picture yeah. of who Johnny Vale is. Now, I know you personally here in the area under the moniker Johnny Evil, okay, as many folks in our party scene do. Yes. Okay. But try to marry those names and those personas and those vibes for us here and explain to us who Johnny Vale is. Uh, the the new persona of uh, I mean I, I, that feels weird saying new persona because it's all it's all just me. Um, I just marketed myself under uh, Veil instead of uh, Evil. Evil that was always just a <laughs> it was a nickname that stuck with me uh, in high school. Uh, long story short, um, most people who know me uh, intimately know the story, but it's it's kind of a funny one. I went to an all boy Catholic school. And uh, I believe it was, uh, it was yeah, it was my first year there, and the it was my biology teacher, uh, Mr. Hansen, and he was one of those, uh, <laughs> he was one of those teachers that's very, very outspoken, and you kind of you kind of hate him at first, but then right. over the over the course of the year, you kind of sort of respect him for his just. Uh, it just is relentless uh, personality and just, he just really didn't give, he just said what was on his mind and that was it. Right. Um, but anyway, reeling it back. So the first day of class, he, he has this, this sheet and he says, if you want to be called by a name, you know, write it down on this sheet and I'll call you by that name. Now, um, I was a little timid uh, back in those days and I right. didn't exactly want to stand out uh, being in an all boy uh, Catholic school, being sort of like, you know, kind of queerish. And I, I was just, I was worried about getting singled out and uh, getting in the situations that I, that I was used to getting in before uh, sure. high school. So I decided that I didn't want, you know, I, I, I'm not going to pick a nickname. I'm just going to just, my name is fine. <laughs> um, and then, so apparently at the end, when he gets the paperback, I was the only one in the class who did not have a name uh, picked for a nickname. Mm-hmm. And then, so that singled me out anyway. So he comes over to me um, and he mentions that, uh, so, so you didn't want to pick a name, huh? And I was like, no, nah, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fine with my name. I, I don't need a nickname. And he just starts looking at my hands. As you can see, I enjoy jewelry. I, exactly, I, I, yes. did, I did back then as well. Uh, so I didn't exactly do a good job of hiding uh, my inner persona. Uh, and so he sees these rings and he says, oh, you're one of those evil kids, huh? One of those devil worshipers. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And he just keeps on it. And then he just says, oh, that's a good nickname for you. We're going to call you evil. And then the, hmm. you know, the whole class starts laughing. And then uh, and then just every time he, every time I raised my hand or asked a question, he just kept calling me evil. And, uh, it, and then the name just stuck. Then kids in the class started calling me that. And then... It just became a thing that I could not shake for the longest time. And eventually, one day, I just said, you know what? Fuck it, man. Yeah. John Evil. That's that's me. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> that's name, it. really, around the Boston nightlife scene for several years that people knew you as. I know that years ago, 
at the height of one party movement we had out here called Superstition, which was a night that was purported to be gothic with a wink, as I recall from having DJed Superstition and been to many of those parties years ago. Absolutely. It was a very different kind of feel to the party. It was mainly you know goth and alternative culture oriented, but included flashes of other genres and other cultures within. Yeah. One of the more inclusive party experiences of the early decade, actually, before inclusivity became a trendy thing, you know? And I can tell you right now, Johnny Evil was the mistress or master of ceremonies of that party. So, you know, talk us up about superstition. And there's another party as well, Twist and Crawl, that doesn't have enough attention on it from, you know, that time as well. So do tell more about superstition and your role and what those experiences were like. And also tell us about the bathroom selfies. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, actually, before we go on, I, I feel like I didn't uh, quite finish the answer to the previous question. Um, sure. So so the transition to Veil, all I did was just move around the letters in, in evil. It just, it just seemed more yes. um, like a, you know, I was becoming, I'm becoming something else and I couldn't hold on to something that was so rooted, uh, in the past. And also the name is, the name is so just personal as a, in a friendly manner. Right. And I needed something that I could detach that from. Yeah. But still keep the essence of that. And then going on to superstition. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, it, it, it's sad, this, it's sad to see that it's not much of a thing anymore. Uh, but in those days, uh, the whole idea was, uh, you know, between Jedi and Anastasia, you know, and Anastasia's idea and, you know, Jedi, you know, um, Jedi and Anastasia were the masterminds behind uh, superstition. And for those who don't know who Jedi and Anastasia are, to our listening audience, uh, talk us up on who they are. Uh, they are both wonderful, uh, fabulous uh, people and... Um, Jedi, uh, not so much uh, anymore. Uh, well, not not that he's not famous. <laughs> Just uh, I was gonna say, as, yeah. as, as far as far as being involved in the scene, uh, I meant to say. Um, but uh, you know, he, he still comes around. He was always just sort of a, a popular figure, you know, in the sure. crowds, uh, as was Anastasia. And uh, you know, and back in the day, you know, whenever anybody threw an after party, it was always either Anastasia or Jedi who would throw these crazy after parties that would go on long into the evenings and long into the mornings. And you've oh, yeah. and you've been there for for many of them. Oh uh, yes, I was. So and so one day, you know, we were all just hanging out at one of the after parties. We're like, hey, why don't we just? Wouldn't it be Great if we threw a party, you know, that just had right. the, had the after party feel. Yeah, where it didn't seem like it was, had to be that inclusive. It was just you go there to have a good time. Yeah, and that's that. You know, we don't have to stick to any sort of uh, goth formalities. It's just, hey man, let's 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 all hang out. Let's party to Prince. Let's throw on some Shaka Khan and let's fucking let's get busy and dress to impress. And that was the idea. Um, and my role in that was to uh, encourage people to to be creative and make them feel comfortable and make them feel not and make them not feel that they had to, um, you know, let's say you know you weren't the best at makeup or you weren't the best at you know coming and putting together some crazy outfit. You know, uh, my whole role and you know my take on that was just I just wanted to make people feel, you know, like. Like great, you know, they, they, if they put in the effort for it, hey man, like I was there. You know, we don't all, <laughs> yeah. we, we all start from somewhere. You know, sometimes it's it's that one person you, you started putting together an outfit. And sometimes you just need that little push, that little encouragement of somebody yeah. noticing you and saying, "Hey man, you know, I like, I dig your vibe and I dig your style, and I appreciate you coming here and putting in your effort to make yes. to make the scene better by putting your own little dice of magic in it." And yes. that was that was inherently my job there. It was certainly one that uh, you held up well because I could tell you right now that when you think of superstition and those who attended years back when it was at its height, Johnny Evil is one of those names that immediately comes to mind. I know that because I too was participating in the infamous uh, bathroom selfies taken at superstition by <laughs> Johnny Evil. <laughs> And um, some wonderful stories those walls could tell, let me tell you. Okay, good times there. And also Twist and Crawl 
was another one that doesn't get a lot of shine. But tell us more about Twist and Crawl. Yeah, uh, Twist and Crawl was that. That was the night that um, that I ran with uh, with Paul Foley. Uh, and the Hercules of Funk. Yes. Wasted talent. And, and, yes, and for those of you who don't know Paul Foley, it, you're missing out. <laughs> Paul Foley, you guys, is one of the most colorful characters we had in Boston's hip-hop and party scene for years. You may know him best as one half of Wasted Talent with Novel Rock mm-hmm. from years back. That song, Hot Dog Water, <laughs> is one I cannot forget. Or uh, Paid Vacation. That was a good one. Another one, too. I, was in, I, I believe I was in the video for that. Yes, you were. <laughs> it's Miller time in here. It is you know, time So, here. Twist and Crawl, you and Paul Foley talk us up. So, uh, so Twist and Crawl uh, was a night that Paul Foley had for a while uh, before I even became part of it. And I used to, I used to always attend. That's Vail's drink, by the way. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> that's not feedback from the radio. That no, is a that, drink. That's me uh, supporting a, a bad habit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as we move on... Um, so it was a it was a night that he had uh, uh, that I would attend to almost uh, religious religiously. He just I don't know. He, that man just brings the funk to my heart. And surely, uh, so when I became involved, it just became this super super silly night uh, that we uh, that we threw together. Um, and one of the one of the things that we would always do at towards the end of the night, and this is something that I also brought into superstition in some capacity. Yeah. Is uh, at the end of the night, uh, we would throw out half the money that we made back into the crowd. So nice. So whoever whoever came, we we would always have ones and like two dollar bills uh, right on us uh, in in large quantities, and whatever money we made, we would take it out of that fund and then just throw it back at the crowd at the end of the night. Sometimes it would be part of like a skit. I would dress up like the like the Joker and then reenact the the nineteen eighties uh, movie uh, with Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson the scene where he's at the yes. uh, during the parade uh, yep. to that Prince song. Um, bad dance. Uh, not bad I'm dance. I'm not kidding on that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the not the bad dance. No, it's not. Yeah. Anything but the bad dance. <laughs> um yeah. I love you Prince, but that was terrible. Um So was the video. <laughs> uh and yeah, so I would just reenact that scene and just toss money at people. You know? Yes, and it was—it <laughs> it just became a super silly thing that we did, and we, you know, we had a really good time. And uh, people who came out or knew that night would have a good time with us. And um, and that Joker aspect of that, I would bring that into superstition sometimes during the uh, whenever we do like the Tim Burton's ball. Right. Uh, I would break that out and start. You know, that Tim Burton's ball. Let me tell you, on the. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, you know, I'll tell you right now, you know, having and having DJed superstition a couple of times years back, I can tell you that it was one of those kinds of parties where you could get away with being a little more free form from, you know, a hard set of genres. Absolutely. And it would get a great response. This was actually when I did superstition, it was at the height of the Gangnam style <laughs> phenomenon. I remember that. So I got away with dropping Gangnam Style in the set at Superstition. You certainly did. And you had a lot of goth kids who showed us that night that they knew the dance really well. (laughs) And they were getting into it, you know? Cool time. Cool time. And Chris Chris Smack was an hour late. Yeah. That's that's all right. Chris Smack, love you. Heart you. (laughs) Oh, no. Great great, great individual, great DJ. But the best story I have from that Superstition was – both of us lost our jackets that night. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> now, this was where I was at in the totem pole way back when. Yeah. This is early on in my run. Chris Mack lost his jacket. Jedi and the crew call out the dragnet. <laughs> my jacket gets lost. I got to go in and talk to the, sh- the to the security and the staff <laughs> and look for it. It's because you didn't have blue hair. I never forget. No. <laughs> it was a great time, and I enjoyed Superstition very much. But when we come back here on the Chop Session, we'll be talking about how Mr. Johnny Vale found his way back into music, and including some projects he had prior to that that kind of led him to this point. But for now, here is Mannequin, one of Johnny Vale's like great acts. And this is the track, Now Your Wounds Are Getting Larger. After that, a two-minute break, and we come back here on the Chop Session 
The music of Johnny Vale enters the conversation. This is the Chop Session. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. This is BostonFreeRadio.com, and happy Halloween. We are back after this track and after a two-minute break. Here is Mannequin. Are you happy? I think it's perfect. BostonFreeRadio.com Diane Wong here announcing a new radio program. Let's talk about race. From our beginnings as a white supremacist society to our current existence as a white supremacist society, race is a topic that affects us all, and yet we have difficulty talking about it. Why is race so difficult? Why can't we talk openly about white supremacy? Why don't we like to talk about white privilege? Why is internalized oppression shrouded in mystery? What about lynching? What about gerrymandering and the current Black Lives Matters debate? We'll talk about all of it. Come and join us Thursdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Let's talk about race. Boston Free Radio.
Imagine being fired because of who you love. Imagine being denied medical treatment because of who you marry. Imagine being evicted because of who you are. Millions of Americans don't have to imagine this. They have to live it. Because in 30 states, it's legal to discriminate against LGBT people. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lady V. And Lady Scorpia. Tune in every Friday night, 7 to 8 p.m. on Boston Free Radio for The Voice Factory. Where we'll be interviewing artists and young entrepreneurs and playing the hottest new music. Check us out on Friday. Boston Free Happy Radio. Halloween. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. This is Boston Free. <laughs> BostonFreeRadio.com. That was Johnny Vale. You just heard our guest this week for your Halloween. And yeah, now we're talking about the music that Johnny Vale has created and put out there for folks out here and the masses who appreciate the alternative sound. So before we get to Mannequin, you know, I want to talk about Strange Affection. Okay, now, okay. Strange Affection is something that we're kind of used to in the after-party scene, but we're not talking about that kind of Strange Affection. We're talking about <laughs> music here. Okay, so talk us up about who Strange Affection were. Uh, Strange Affection, that was my uh, my first uh, serious music project, and that was, that was in uh, early to mid-2000s. Uh, um, and well mid to late 2000s i guess and uh that was uh i was ahead of that band with uh a friend of mine a good friend of mine uh steven uh steven james and we it was it was a time <laughs> it was a time uh during, i would imagine yeah uh yeah i mean that band was just was pure chaos and uh, our stage shows were were maddening. Uh, I think our the last show that we played, we played in this uh, warehouse uh, down in. It's not. Uh, I want to say Everett, but I think that's wrong. <laughs> it's it's it's. Uh, do you know where this is? It's it's down by Revere. I think you know where the where the big teddy bear factory is. Yeah, like the, the big, you see you go over that uh, that roundabout. You see this big teddy bear. Uh, peanut butter factory or something? Did you know that Teddy's Peanut Butter Factory you're yes, talking about? Yes, and there's a brewery yes. in that area now. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that about two years ago, that area of Everett had a free concert from George Clinton in Parliament? I did not fucking know that. No, you did not. We were looking for you that night because we figured you'd be there. Ah. Uh, uh, it was right. free. <laughs> I mean, we're talking 100% free. George Clinton in Parliament in the middle of Everett, Massachusetts, for God knows why. Oh, fuck. And I was always there, too. Shit. And they performed for uh, free that night. And I was with a group of friends. Yeah. And we were thinking, God, where's Johnny at? Where's Anastasia and Jedi at? This is the totally <laughs> where they should be tonight. And of all nights, where are they? You know? But, uh, yes, I do know that area. Well, I'm sad. I'm, well, I'm sad to know that I missed such a thing. Uh but uh yeah uh that's that's the area fuck <laughs> yes it is so so yeah uh that's uh we played our last show there um and uh during that show uh <laughs> towards the end it just it just got insane but we we really got the audience uh riled up with us uh steve uh steve was uh was the was the guitar player and uh towards the end of the set he just you know, he just takes his guitar and he swings it up uh, into the. Uh, oh, we got. They had lights like this. Um, you know, overhead. Um, yes. Uh, a neon lights. Uh, and he just swung his guitar right up in there and just shattered everything. And so all this glass just came crashing down on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at that point, you know, the audience got more into it, and then they just a couple of them just like rushed the stage, and then right. you know, and then. <laughs> 
people were bleeding, people were cuts, you know, I had to, I had to like knock some people off the stage. Wow. Um, and by the end of the show, you know, we had completely destroyed the place, but we did such a good job that the the guy who owned the spot didn't really seem to mind. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, and unfortunately, that was our that was our last show. But um, uh, I know we, since then we just kind of, I guess, uh, drifted on. And part of me, I guess, wasn't really too serious about about the music. I mean, my head wasn't wasn't quite there yet. You know, as far as being completely focused. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so I couldn't keep up with um with making yeah strange affection as a brand stick yeah. uh because my my heart wasn't completely in it the way it should have been right not that i didn't care about the project because i did right it's just that you know it happens yeah it happens and then we make our way to mannequin yes which is your most recent outfit your present outfit so uh, talk us up about how mannequin came to be a thing so uh mannequin started out i started working um working on music again um, but as per usual, it's not something that I wanted to go in it alone. Um, right. and so I wanted, uh, so I sought out a partner for it, you know, as I was working and I had a couple of tracks, you know, already. Um, right. and what I really wanted, I wanted somebody who, you know, who was multi talented because I, I don't play guitar. I don't, uh, I can't do the drums. So, um, there's a lot of organic aspects that I needed somebody else to fill in with me to complete the vision. Yeah. And, um, one day I happened upon, uh, Christian Carver at a show. He was, he was playing with, uh, trans dusk, I believe, uh, which is a wonderful band. I had them on Sterling Tology live years ago. Oh, you did? Yeah. I did. Yes. They're, oh, I they're, did. Mm-hmm. They're, they're great, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he was, he was playing for them. Um, mm-hmm. and, out of a whim, you know, I saw him play and I had, I had seen it. It was funny. He's one of those faces that I had seen uh, this is back in the days of my space, ladies and gentlemen, uh, or, or face, you know, or, or I don't know, was it Facebook? Or my, I don't know. Yeah. Point is I, I had seen uh Christian's face lying around and I was like, man, that guy looks like a dude that I could, I could jam with. Yeah. Um, and then, so I, you know, so I see him at the show. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what? I'm just going to go up to him and just toss the idea his way. So I said, hey, you know, I have this project. Uh, I realize that you're in a thing right now. I was like, but if uh, if you're willing to give this a listen um, and if you want to join in on this, let me know. So I gave him a couple of tracks uh, and he was really into it. And then he got back to me and then, and then we just started getting together and, we, Off you and, went. Then, and then we created Mannequin together. I'll tell you, last year we, we had the uh, Sterling Tology Live Halloween show. On Boston Free Radio, we had a track from Mannequin we'll be finishing our show with here today later on. But I will tell you this, you guys. Okay, Mannequin, if you're into kind of a shock rock kind of vibe, alternative sound kind of thing that really appeals to that part of your soul, you know, Mannequin will absolutely scream at that part of your soul with, you know, all it's got. Okay, it'll melt your skull. Let me tell you that right now. (laughs) As you heard earlier on with Now Your Wounds Are Getting Larger a track from Mannequin, which is a very cool track, you know, and we'll finish out with a Mannequin track later. But when we come back here on the Chop Session, we'll talk about something actually we talked about previously off the air, you know, something that I want to shed a little bit of light on. And this is a conversation we had a little bit last week with our guest Kimberly Rose, and I kind of want to continue that theme with Johnny Vale this week, the topic of gender neutrality, Okay. And that's coming up next here on the Chop Session. But for now, we'll throw it back to some strange affection. This is 4 a.m. here on the Chop Session. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden, and this is BostonFreeRadio.com. Once again, happy Halloween. We're back in two minutes after this track from Strange Affection.
From the hub of the solar system to the world, bostonfreeradio.com. arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. I can't believe he found them. He seems sorry. We very clearly told him not to look up there. I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it. Right? What did he balance on that big chair? Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts are this year. I really thought we had hidden them well. If they can find their presence, they can find a gun. 911, what is your emergency? Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and End Family Fire. Greetings, Earthlings. This is Funkatron 5000, the intergalactic space robot. Whenever I cross through the Milky Way, I make sure to tune into Crushed Velvet Soul on BostonFreeRadio.com. 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. every Monday. It's the place I go to get on down and get funky. I think you will too. This is not a tip. Welcome back on your Halloween to the chop session here on Boston Free Radio. I am the indefinable <laughs> Sterling <laughs> Golden. <laughs> and that's Johnny Avail right there. By the way, y'all, in case you're <laughs> curious, uh, next week here on the chop session, our guests will be my fam from the Dream Rose Lifestyle Magazine publication and lifestyle brand. I often do their Dream Rose Lifestyle Roundtable talk show, as you've seen in the past. They'll be on next week to kick off your November here on the CHOP session. On the 14th, we have Jackie Zuck from Next on Scene. The 21st, it is Dory Cameron. And then for your Thanksgiving, the 28th, we have Sabrina Ponte coming through with her new single. And in case you're curious, for your December, we have the former Miss Poland World of 2018, my darling Anna Mistella. Champagne baths all around that day. On December the 12th, we (laughs) – I can't believe I just said that. On December the 12th, Carissa Johnson will be in here on the 12th of December. And then on the 19th, we will have Tiffany G, great stylist and columnist and lifestylist. And then the 26th of December, closing out 2019 for the shop session, DJ Bob Diesel will close it out for 2019. But we're here right now with Johnny Vale talking about mannequin a little bit earlier on. But now we're shifting the topic to gender neutrality. Now, this is a conversation that kind of kicked off last week a little bit with Kimberly Rose, playwright extraordinaire and a beautiful, beautiful woman. But now we talked to Johnny Vale about this topic. We had a quick conversation last week off air about this. I mean, I've always uh, – I've never really considered myself uh, to uh, to represent any specific kind of uh, gender uh, myself. Right. So I – but at the same time, I don't. Um, I guess. I guess you could say that I'm more at at peace with my balance. Yeah. You know, of my my female self and my male self. Yes. And at different times, I choose to expose more of one than the other. You know, yeah. or maybe combine both of them. But I've never, I've never been one to box myself into a corner and say, "Well, I'm this." Um, so I guess that's, uh, that's a, it's a big part of my, my presentation, I guess, Yes, uh, is to be, 
as genderless as I can be, but not to the point where I'm doing it on purpose. It's right. just, I mean, if I have to, if I have to give it an explanation, I guess that's it, you know, but, mm-hmm. but I hate, I hate boxes. I hate definitions. I hate being defined. I hate someone having to put me in a cookie cutter thing that says, well, Hey, you are this and you are defined by these things. I don't like that. I think more and more that's becoming, you know, reality. I think more and more, I think people are shedding labels and boxes and are simply wanting to be recognized as people, you know, and not having to be labeled in any way, shape or form. And I think you represented that long before people kind of made it a universal thing in this generation. I think you were kind of embracing that long before others I know, at least in my circles were. Yeah. I wouldn't say I would be one of the first. I would say I've just... In my world, I mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've just followed along with... Uh, well, you know, I mean, in the end, if we're going to be completely honest, they are... Uh, it's Part of it is part trend, but also being part honest with yourself. Right. You know, if you're going to be honest with yourself and that's, that's how you feel, if you feel that you don't uh, specifically... Um, correspond to one specific type of gender more so than to the other. Mm -hmm. And you feel that you represent a certain part of yourself more. Yeah. You know, and, and when you look in the mirror and that's what reflects back at you, you owe it to yourself to be true to that. Yeah. You know, and it's taken me a long time to, to really, 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 um, become, uh, full sense of myself in that regard. And I imagine that's how it is for a lot of people, you know, and, you know, and in this, you know, the more recent generations, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of labeling, um, you know, there's, um, especially, uh, you know, with the, with the bigger trans movement, you know, like labeling is important to these people, you know, it, it's important to, 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 to the generation to, uh, to have a sense of self that's identifiable, almost immediately. So, so the, it kind of takes away the ambiguity of it all. Um, which is something that I kind of grew up with. Right. I mean, that was forced to, I mean, those, those labels and terms weren't around when I was, when I was younger, maybe only some of them were, right? but, uh, not to the degree they are now. Like now you can just, it's almost as if like you can index or categorize yourself down to the T Right, and I think that works for some people, and I think that's empower sure. that's empowering for uh for uh for for people of more recent generations and, sure. and for people of past generations who I who identify and who can get along with with that movement. I've never been one to be able to do that because I I still it still feels so limiting, yeah. like the, and again it just goes back to me despising being labeled by any terms by any means even if it's a positive label I, I'll hate it. You call me goth, I'll, I'll hate you. No, you call me alternative, I'll hate you. You call me anything, I'll hate you. <laughs> but it's just, I hate labels. I, I can't stand them. I, I hear that. Them. I hear that. So we mentioned earlier on, you know, that uh, Mannequin is out there doing its thing. What's next for Mannequin? And I'm curious. Tw- tw- oh, we have boy, 2020 there's a, there's on a, the there's, way. There's a lot of stuff that we're that we're up to. Do tell. Uh, so we have a we have a we have an EP uh, that's going to be coming uh, at the end of the fall. Uh, it's going to be called Chapter One, uh, which is uh, part of a, a triptych. So that's going to be uh, so we'll be following Chapter Two and then Chapter Three, and we'll have those coming soon uh, after. Uh, we have a video release for Anthropophobia uh, coming out alongside uh, the release of our EP. Uh, we have a tour, mm-hmm. uh, a small. Uh, three night, uh, yeah, it's more like a s- small three night soiree, <laughs> and we're doing that with Morris Black mm-hmm. uh, in the band Relic. Very uh, cool. And, and Morris Black, uh, do you know Morris Black? You should. I do. Yeah, so uh, we're doing it with him. Um, we also have uh, a track that we did with him that's going to be on that album, which we've been sort of hush hush about, and. Mm-hmm. And that the track is just uh, it's beautiful definitely it's a, it's a beautiful track man yeah so you know, we have we have so many things going on uh 
Uh, I've listed a few, but yeah, we've there's, there's a lot we're up to. Um, so we're looking forward to uh, the end of this year and the next. And a whole lot more to come. Big plans. With Johnny Vale and with Manic and y'all. Okay, I can tell you that right now. And we'll be closing out our show today for Halloween with Anthropophobia from Mannequin. You know, so wow, stay tuned for that in just a moment. But before we go, I want to remind you guys that for tomorrow, for your Halloween hangover, as we say, for the Sterling Perspective podcast, uploading at Friday, 12 noon U.S. Eastern Time, check your favorite podcasting streaming service because we have it everywhere. Wherever you hear dope podcasts, like the Sterling Perspective, Yours truly, Sterling Golden, with Julie and Miss Tiara Life. We're talking about loyalty. That's our subject this week here on the Sterling Perspective Podcast. As for tomorrow, for your first of November, the Halloween Hangover Edition, if you will, of the Sterling Perspective Podcast. So lock in tomorrow on your favorite podcasting platform for that. And I want to thank Johnny Vale for pulling up today for Halloween to talk to us here on this Halloween edition of the Chop Session. A lot of light was shed today on an individual that doesn't usually have an, a, a, a uh, kind of a preference for light being shed. Were you about to call me profanity? <laughs> I think that's apropos. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I love it. I love it. All right, my friends. Well, hey, be safe out there tonight for your Halloween. Okay. Or don't. Or don't. Or don't. You know. You know. Do it. Whatever you feel, just, you know, be kind to your loved ones and to yourself, you know. But Johnny Vale, we thank you for blessing or cursing the studio, whichever you prefer to say. <laughs> it's like blessing or cursing? It was a slight blessing and a slight curse. Okay. Maybe it's it was a blessing and also a curse that I was here. Yes. So he is cursing the studio here today for your Halloween. Hey, wait a minute. Tomorrow... Since it's the Halloween hangover. Yes. Would that make you, like, Sterling Golden, like your own brand of um, uh, Pedialyte? Like, Sterling Pedialyte for your mind? You know, I'm always looking for new ways to franchise out this name, so why not? Settled. Settled. We'll do it. We'll do it, y'all. Johnny Vale, we thank you for pulling up today here on the Chop Session for Halloween. Anthropophobia. From Mannequin, we'll close it out. We thank you all for locking in today. And if you joined us late in this episode, fear not, shall we got you. You can catch the entire episode and an encore upload this Monday at noon. Check your favorite podcasting, streaming service for listings. So, Johnny Vale, once more time, thank you. You're welcome. And also, if you are in the Boston area in November, Mm, uh, our little three-night soiree with Relic and Morris Black, we come back to Ceremony. On November 11th, and that's where the yeah. that's where the small uh, three night tour ends. It's still so, around, you guys. So if you guys happen to be around, fucking join us. Do that. Ceremony, of course, is on Harvard Ave in Alston at Wonder Bar, eighty six Harvard Avenue. That is with the wonderful, wonderful static. Yes, yes, definitely. All right, y'all. Johnny Vale, thank you for being on the chop session today. Thank you. This is the chop session. Happy Halloween, y'all. I say stop.
बिल्कुल आया है 